another episode of Living in the Past. We're here for November 1990. We are nearing the end of this year, this season, and uh, this is a good month. And joining me is my always uh, ever... Occasional. Well, yeah, always ever occasional guest, which is kind of weird to say. Ben, how you doing? I'm alright. I'm uh, occasional. Yeah. It's been good. Wait, this is. Wait, are, you, are you getting excited for 91? Uh, yeah, I think so. There's a lot of stuff that is just... I'm trying not to look too far ahead. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's some good stuff coming. I've got... It can um, only get better. The stack of DVDs um, in my bedroom that I've got to have, like, 91 movies. 1991 movies. I've, I've got to, I'm going to put a post up on Instagram to show people what it's like. It's, it's going to be a slog. Some of those movies are a slog. I'm interested to see how many of them are still cling-wrapped. Oh, these are, well, most of these are actually from the library. I couldn't oh. find... A bunch of them I couldn't even find on Google Play. Like, it's this... <laughs> some of these movies have just been stricken from the record. Yeah. <laughs> also, that's just Australia in general. True, yeah. Um, nothing. Someone was asking me the other day, like, they can't find a copy of The Gods Must Be Crazy anywhere. And I'm like, oh, okay. I feel like that happened at the video store as well. Like, we always had number two. But the never had one. the first one. Yeah. Probably good. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it could be a good movie. I don't think it is, but like, yeah. I'd never seen either. Because the first one was never available. And I don't know if you could watch the second one without having seen the first one. You'd be lost. <laughs> no idea what they're even about. <laughs> um, we start off every episode with talking about... Uh, what we've been listening to, uh, watching, it's called uh, Living in the Now. All right, I'm going to go first because Ooh. you have you and your partner, your lady love Laura, has got me onto this binge that I cannot stop. Yeah, for Buzzfeed Unsolved, How true crime and it? supernatural. Oh my lord, I have not more so true crime. True crime. Ah, uh, well, I've actually burned through nearly all the true crime. And now I'm just trying to like, oh, there's a couple of episodes like, oh, I'll leave that one to the end. Um, and The Supernatural I've just got into it. It's, it's very entertaining. So if you've never seen it, it's basically two guys, um, Shea Day and Ryan Begara from BuzzFeed. They uh, review true crime cases and they also, in The Supernatural ones, they go to like old asylums and hospitals and look for ghosts. One of them believes there is ghosts and one of them does not. Yeah, and I think that's sort of how... And in the last um, episode that I watched, he said, like... One of them said, like, oh, we know that the usual ghost hunter store shows, they all believe in it and it's boring. I'm like, yeah, that would be boring for everyone to sort of believe. Like, they, 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 you need to have a skeptic. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's still pretty entertaining when everyone <laughs> believes it. Have you also been watching the Q&As? No, so that's why I've only just um, oh, found no. that those are on... And now I've got to go probably rewatch a couple of episodes. Because I have fallen asleep a couple of episodes, not because... Um, of any other reason except for like it's your, I'm on holidays I'm on holidays <laughs> and at my age and at 2.30 I just zonk out man AM or PM? PM in the afternoon in the afternoon you, wow I can't I can't be lying down in the afternoon these days otherwise I <laughs> <laughs> got I've, I've aged rapidly <laughs> in the last year um, so I actually now I've even got to the point where I nearly I, I have an alarm on my phone just to remind me to go and do something because if I lie down or like even sit down, I will. I will. You should get it. one of those old people chairs where you press a button and it like gets you to stand upright, <laughs> and you can just keep it in the upright position at all times. No, and that's how you'll sit. I think I'd, I'll still fall asleep. <laughs> um, what are you watching? Um, not a lot at the moment. Um, I recently picked up a a game that we won't name because it's kind of garbage and it's very glitchy. <laughs> But I'm kind of getting to it. Those two words will immediately... Any game will know what you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> um, but I did go see Wonder Woman, 84. Oh, okay. Now, why are people trashing it? I don't know. Because um, all I can see is like people giving it like one-star reviews and stuff. And I was like, how bad can this movie be? It's got... It's Wonder definitely Woman. not one star. Yeah. Um, I think I gave it three and a half. Is there like a... Is there a major thing in the credits? No, um, the credit scene, uh, not a real spoiler, but somewhat spoiler because there is a credit scene. I thought it was pretty dumb and pointless. Yeah, um, like the Mandalorian one. No, that that was that wasn't pointless. That was just stupid. Yeah, no, I've been I've been wanting to see it because just purely because I see so much when I see so much like hate towards something, I'm like, surely that can't be warranted. Like, what's what's what is going on? Yeah, I don't get it. 
Um, yeah, I, I just like I see all this hate for a movie that I think like, what's up with that? Especially like something like Wonder Woman, it's like you know, is um Kristen Wiig good in it? Yeah, she's not. She was because she's not as Kristen Wiig. As right. She, I mean, she's still. You still know it's just Kristen Wiig being Kristen Wiig, but she was she was pretty good. Yeah, I like it. I, yeah, I, I I like the thought of her being in more movies at night, but not as like as you would expect her to be. Um, yeah. Pedro, Pedro, is it Pedro? Din, <laughs> Mando. Yeah, um, I thought he was pretty good in it. I did like him. Oh, Mando's in it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I think his name's Pedro Pascal. Yes, he is. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, he was good. Gal was just Gal Gadot is just the best. Yeah, she's so good. I'm so bought into the fact that she's Wonder Woman. <laughs> in the other movie now, she's just Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I don't get like I know Laura didn't love it, but it had a good comic feel to it. Okay. Um, Do like you think I, it, was, it would have be like a Ragnarok? No. Um, I don't know where I would have categorized it with all of those, but it's not like. I mean, it's a lot like the first one. It's not like all out DC where it's just terrible. Yeah, like yeah. most DC films. <laughs> How and DC I, is it? I never read comics like growing up. Yeah, but I got a kind of comic vibe from it. Like okay. it seemed. Who's the villain in it? Um, Pedro and yeah. Kristen Wiig. Oh, you she, mean she's... like who are the characters? Yeah, yeah. She's Le. Yeah, Leopard. She's some sort of cat. Yeah. Um, Spoilers. I, I've also. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, well, I'd heard about doing that back in ages ago. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching the Final Destination films <laughs> because because uh well, I finally I, I have to say I've got to pat myself on the back. I I watched my film a day for 2020, so I watched 366 films last year. Uh, I'm very you know thank you thank you you're, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, but I needed to I really needed a cap. It was getting down to the wire, and my wife's like you know let's, let's just start. And like the Final Destination films, you don't have to be a very alert for them. They're pretty short. And then I started, I started watching one, and then we did the second one and the third one, now we're up to the fourth one. Are you just going to keep going? I, I got to. I got to. Because I know there's five. I don't have to, but I want to. I mean, you might as well. Yeah. I'm sure they all tie in together somehow. I believe the fourth one was made for 3D because the you know when you know something was shot just because you can do yeah. it. this one's got like all those shots in the first uh set piece i'm just like ah oh, this is this is supposed to be 3d <laughs> oh well uh so yeah um but going back into 1990 uh and we're gonna go into the major events so in november 1990 uh cruising into the christmas month but we had the earliest known digital camera from America was shipping. So film Kodak was already sweating. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I mean, I remember when my parents got their first digital camera and like, it was like you gave my mother like alien technology. It's like, well, how? Yeah. But then did they like fully in like just love it after they'd worked it out? And now that everyone's got phones, like they they still have phones. Yeah, they have phones, but like if you did a group shot at like a family do, um, they're not going for their phones, they're still going for the digital camera. Oh. So it's like, and then there's a whole thing of like, oh, just send it to me. And it's like, well, it's going to be an email. Yeah. <laughs> and who knows when I'm going to take the SD card out or plug the camera into the laptop. Or if there was an SD card in there to begin with. Yeah. It was, um, it's, it was, it's a time. Mm. Um, the first web page is written for the uh, for the internet, so we're getting. We're getting I feel there. like we had the internet come up a couple of months ago, and now they've only just got a web page. So it takes a long time, does it? This is not like this. This is still. This is probably pre-dial up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This okay. is like hamster in a wheel. Faxing it in. <laughs> were you at the video store when we had a fax? Yeah. Did you ever send one? Yeah. No. Uh I think I was around when they got sent. But Do you know when... Because the only people that wanted them was like... I think the companies like Roadshow and that, they, they like to fax stuff. But also the guy that went after our our long overdues, our private investigator. Probably a few of those. Yeah, but he was, he was the only guy that insisted on fax. This is like... 
early 2000s. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's somewhat acceptable. No. Because you I had, yeah. I had people in 2018, a job I was at, and they still wanted their orders faxed through to them. And the branch I was in had moved to NBN. And the guy was like, this fax is not really going to work much longer. Like, it's, Is it a privacy thing? No, just some old man that doesn't know how to right. work a technology. So I assume that like... <laughs> work well, I mean, would it, would it be harder to hack? Like, you can, you can hack an email, but you can't hack a fax. I don't know. Have you, you seen hackers? Happen? Unfortunately, I did see hackers. Oh. And they didn't talk about faxes in there at all? No, but I'm going to Google right now. Is fax safer? So this is what happens when you are near your 40s. Can you hack a fax? <laughs> Email can be very easily... This is from www.script.com. Email can be very easily become compromised. Um, and the important data within it can be read and downloaded by unscrupulous third parties. Cloud faxing and even manual faxing are a different story entirely. Any kind of faxer uses the public switch telephone network, which is inherently secure. Yeah, but if you can bug a phone line and you can hack an email, a fax is in between that. So surely you can steal someone's fax. I don't know, man. There's a lot. I don't know how science works, but (laughs) if someone's sending information through the air or a line, someone can intercept that somehow. I don't know how we're getting into this. (laughs) We're not qualified for this conversation. I'm saying that Fax is the future. I, I think that a fax can be hacked. Okay. I'm upset it doesn't rhyme as well, though. Um, <laughs> someone call in and let us know. We got fax hacked. Yeah. If you've been to fax, hack, it's actually almost a tongue twister. Yeah. Hack fact? Hack fact, fact, fact. <laughs> um, there was the formal end of the Cold War, so... Finally. So, America and Russia got warm again. It's, uh, yeah, it took a while. took a while, yeah. Um, lots, of, lots of wearing grey and being dreary and lots of spies. Oh, so is the UK still in the Cold War? <laughs> Zing. Zing. Take that, British people. Let's be nice to them at the moment. <laughs> They're going through a lot. <laughs> Let's be nice to some of them. Some of them are not being very wise. <laughs> um, a lot of them are not being wise. Uh, so, yeah, like, I mean, I, I love a good Cold War story. I believe the latest... Um, <laughs> a Cold War story? Well, like, you know... Or I don't, a Cold I don't, War? Well, like, the latest Call of Duty is apparently Cold War, okay. and I'm like... I'm, I mean, I know that it's not going to be like... <laughs> Just Call of Duty sitting at a table talking to Russian and American and giving embargoes and stuff oh, like that. I'd, I'd play that game. I mean, if it's set in the eighties, I mean, I, I haven't been interested in a Call of Duty for quite some time, but I'm interested in this one because because of where it's set. So you um, want you want to see a war game where they roll up their sleeves and pop their colours? Yes. Did yeah. you ever watch Bridge of Spies? No. Uh, no. No. Harrison I've, Ford. No. Tom Hanks. Steven Spielberg. No. Because um, we were talking about. We were asked on the other uh, podcast what our favorite Steven Spielberg movie was, and I've lately I've been like I like the ones where he's like he's got to work for it. So I really like oh, we watched Catch Me If You Can recently, which I love. Who's working for that? Well, because like it's not, he's not just like going oh this is a big sort of blockbuster movie where I'm going to okay. like rely on special right. effects. I'm actually going to try and get like a story out and good like then direct my actors sort of thing. And I think that, and then Bridge of Spies is another Spielberg one, which he's like, there's no big special effects. It's like a really sort of long sort of like, but it's a good movie. And I think that's that's the Spielberg I like at the moment. Because I really hated Ready Player One. Why? Because I think it was just, it could have been made by anyone. It's not a Spielberg film to me because like, it's just like, there's nothing about it that screams his work. Like that's just, it was, it was a very, very loose concept. Yeah. And really done... Like, yeah, it's just... It was fun, though. No. Nah. Like, it didn't... It wasn't a Spielberg classic, but it. I thought it was a good fun. I was, a lot I've of never been, I, I think, think I think it's the first time I've ever, like, um, been disappointed by a Spielberg film. Wow. Yeah. And you didn't like E.T., did you? I love E.T. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Someone I know doesn't like E.T. Oh. It's all right. They're probably not listening. Uh, <clears throat> my wife has conflicted... Um, opinions of it I understand why people do It is a bit It's, um, it's questionable And I really like uh, You know what movie I haven't seen of his And I've just never put the time away, up, up, Aside to see it Is uh, Munich oh. We shouldn't get into this right now 
<laughs> like there's like a pregnant pause there. Because <laughs> I don't like Eric Banner that much. But it just um, gets worse. Okay, so I'll that's I, I gotta watch it then. This is a. Is this two episodes in a row we've mentioned Eric Banner? Yeah. Ah, oh, this podcast is getting better and better. He's the new Mothman. You're a. Uh, hey! oh, <laughs> he's not. He's still behind Mothman. Thanks for that comment. <laughs> It's like the pod is getting better, but your opinions on things is getting worse. Isn't that podcast? I mean, <laughs> we've got you around to BuzzFeed, but having not still seen Munich, when I recall, um, so no one's going to know or care that we once lived together. Yeah. And you got this amazing new TV, which you've still got. Yep. Like uh, <laughs> 10 years on. 12. Probably want to update that. Nope. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and there was a big household debate of like, what is the first film you watch? <laughs> And what, what was my suggestion? Munich. Fucking Munich. So good. I want to watch a slow burn terrorist film. Ah, oh, but it's so good. Uh, I can't remember what we did actually um, decide. I think it was something big. I feel like it was Terminator 2. Yeah, I think it was. Well, that or so. Jaws, I think, was your pushing for. And it was your TV. So, I mean, you should probably decide. Yeah. But that reminds me because we have one coming on the 11th. Yes. Um. And we've discussed, I've discussed basically with myself. <laughs> I'm the only one involved in the conversation. <laughs> what will be my first And your partner's like, I'm literally going to be in our room on my phone yeah. like, watching that. As soon as there's a TV back in the bedroom, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> so maybe it'll be Munich. All right. That's a depressing film to have watched. But it's so good. How would you know? You haven't seen it. I don't know. It looks depressing. Daniel Craig's in it. He's South African. Oh. Yeah. Full beam. <laughs> <laughs> Is it post casino? Uh, yeah, it would have been. Well, I don't know. I think because it's. Two, I reckon, I'm pretty sure oh. Munich's 2007. They're very similar times. And Casino Royale was 2006. Yeah. I reckon it got made before Casino. Maybe came out after. Because uh. I feel like he wasn't a big star when this came out. Because Spielberg's always wanted to do a Bond film, and maybe he's just like, well, if I can't have a Bond film, I'll have Bond. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So that was a good uh, film from 1990. What else? <laughs> um, and Queensland decriminalizes uh, sex between males in private. Wow. Because that's something that they should have had any business in whatsoever in the first place. Didn't they... Something else happened in Queensland recently? Was it like it became legal to uh, be gay? Or South was... Australia, um, they were the ones that got rid of the um, gay panic law. So basically... You could not use the defense that I thought someone was coming on to me, um, and that's why right. I, I I injured or killed them. Yes, I vaguely remember that from a few months ago. I think. Yeah, so like that that's that's just recently happened. Um, How is that a law that you can't have sex with another man in private? And was, again, like we mentioned before, it's always male centered. Yeah, yeah, was, and this is definitely male. Um, I don't know, like it's 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 it was a it was a huge thing. For so many years. About. How did people even know or be... We now know why they're so, like, you know, Ugh. why any fringe community is so scared to... Like, you know, if, if people sort of think hard enough about it and, and hate against it, they'll put it into, like, law. That's yeah. That's scary. Fucking Queenslanders. Yeah. Does anyone in Queensland listen? Yep. Ooh. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're doing better. Yeah. Good work up you're there. You're doing good. Yeah. Uh, so we, let's go on to films. Okay, we have uh, a pretty, three. <laughs> we have three? a good, we have a good, good crop here. Um, Jacob's Ladder. Uh, I'll do. I'll do. I'll call them all out first. We'll sort of go through. Okay. Them. So Jacob's Ladder, Child's Play Two, Home Alone Two, Rescuers Down Under, Rocky Five, The It miniseries, Dances with Wolves, Dances, um, Dances with Wolves, Dances with Wolves. Uh, Predator 2, Three Men and a Little Lady, and Misery. Uh, I think there's a couple on there that I wanted to watch or you suggested I watch and then you just sprung on me, hey, let's record November and I haven't watched any of those. <laughs> I, I watched... said to you want to. I didn't say you had to. <laughs> you, you encouraged it. Okay. And I didn't take offense. I was happy to do it. It just never happened because... Uh, well... Two of those films you can um, look at in our minis that we've already done. So we've done Dance of the Wolves and we've done Three Men and Little Ladies. So you can go back and look at our deep dives on those ones. Um, uh, did I did I zone out? Um, because I've got Rocky V and It written down. Did you say those? Yes, I did. Okay, yeah. cool. I just zoned out. 
Wow. You listed a lot of films. <laughs> uh, the uh, I feel like you also said Home Alone too. I said Home Alone. Oh, okay. Um, Home Alone. We also did a standalone episode too. So. Um, which you wouldn't have listened to if you haven't seen Home Alone because you're an idiot and you need to see Home Alone before you listen to it. And the top three for the month was Home Alone, no doubt. Like, that was always going to be that. Dance of the Wolves and Three Men and a Little Lady was one, two, and three at the box office. Uh, I, look, I've been watching The Predators. Uh, Gawley and Rust did... Um, what? I, I want to see the list because I can't remember them all. There's too many. <laughs> Gawley and Rust, uh, my other favourite podcast... Um, they recently did a watch along with Predator so I watched that then I, I was so inspired after watching that I watched Predator 2 and it just perfectly aligned into coming out in November 1990 Predator 2 is pretty good man Danny Glover oh yeah uh, it's got Gary Busey in it and he does one of my favourite lines where he's like um, so it's after he and uh, Danny Glover have finally met and he's like oh we're, we're tracing a Predator he actually calls it a Predator well, they would know from the first movie what it is. No, they didn't, never called it a predator in that one, though. Yeah, but they decided afterwards, obviously. Yeah, so, they, <laughs> so he's like, and Gary Busey says, like, he's on safari, lions, tigers, bears, oh my. Oh, no. And it's like, <laughs> it's just so, per- his teeth are just like pearly white throughout the entire thing, too. Well, they have to be. Um, Who was the Arnie character in Predator? Tony Glover. Really? Yeah. Arnie was supposed to be in this one, but he didn't like the script or the director. Um, you see, you basically see no, um, oh, you see the girl that's in the first Predator on, on a computer, on a computer screen, but that's, that's all she has. Is that not crazy that they had Arnold, he says he doesn't like the script or the director and they didn't just immediately change it. No. Because 1990, he was pretty huge. Well, yeah, but his star was like, they, they were like, well, well, we'll probably never get to a place that he wants to be at sort of thing. And he was, he was just about to start. Terminator 2 so there's no way he was going to turn that down yeah okay fair enough uh, we've got um, it's it's supposed to be 1997 in the movie <laughs> and it's just I love those like hellscapes that they did in Predator the, 2 it's 1997 it's supposed to be 1997 and like and the weirdest thing too is like um, I think I've talked about it with uh, Batman 1989 um, about time periods because like Danny Glover's wearing like this fedora hat and like everything kind of looks when when everything sort of settles down in the office it looks like <laughs> it's a 1950s like noir movie um, or 2004 Bill Paxton's in it oh, um, he's the douchebag in it he's like saying a lot of inappropriate isn't jokes isn't he always um, but he's like, I think off camera though he was always really nice yeah I don't get it uh, so Predator yeah and then we've got um, it's just like uh, as, a, as a horror movie and a and a like an action movie it's just so good um i i definitely if you've never seen it before if you thought predator one will do me you're, you're just missing out mm. you're missing out uh what about it i like the like do you have you seen you seen both of the new yeah. ones i like both the new ones and this one what's uh, your preference if you uh, if someone was going to watch it and they didn't have 12 hours to spare what would you encourage them which one I would say watch the new ones because Bill Hader, Bill Hader, and also <laughs> like they are. Even though like the second one's got a humongous running time, um, there are they compact the story more. Uh, whereas the first, like the, this miniseries, I think that's a good four hours, four and a half hours. Tim Curry's awesome as Pennywise, um, yeah. and they do. Uh, I was talking to one of my friends, like he prefers the old one because they do focus on the kids more in that one because that one, like they they back and forth between the kids and the adults whereas like the new movies is like one for the kids one for the adults sort of yep. so I um yeah there's, there's good bits in both of them but if, if it was like someone saying oh which one should I watch I'd say the new ones the um one gripe I did have with the new one is the opening scene I think it's in the first one Georgie about going down the no they maybe it's the second one when someone gets bashed like Outside the carnival. Oh, yeah. That was kind of weird. Because that that's in the book, I think. Yeah. Um, that seemed unnecessary and a bit full on. That was like... And like they bash him up because he's um Because he's gay, yeah. Because um, that's the thing. Like, I mean, with a lot of Stephen King books, there's, like, there's a lot of problematic stuff in them. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's a, there's apparently like an underage orgy in, scene in, in It that they... He's, he's a weird guy and there's a lot of... Yeah. And then Misery as well was this month as well, wasn't it? That's yeah, yeah. Probably not as problematic. Nah, but like there's like but anything the, that's horror related is problematic. He had he had a lot of um B story B and C stories in his books that like 
didn't actually add anything to it and it's just like whether it's like he just wants to give some readers a chance to sort of like have a bit of a like oh this is my little erotic side story and then we'll go back to the horror afterwards but like yeah he's got a lot of like random rape or something just it seems unnecessary to have reoccurring like if you have one story where that happens or the story's based around that but so many of his yeah like it it comes up quite often it's like why is this always coming up Stephen? yeah it seems to be and it's usually like violent too that's the yeah. thing um i was talking to my wife just the other day about um how my dad read a lot of stephen king books and were basically out for me to read so like if i wanted to just read something that was not appropriate for me i could just like and it's good because i mean at least i was reading <laughs> i was educating I myself but the, i that's when i read the original jaws book and the original jaws book has got like a very um uh full-on scene between uh the character of hooper and and brody's wife have an affair oh and um that's where i that's where i got like some very vivid uh sort of scenes of a sexual nature that like i probably shouldn't know. i mean I, I read that when i was like 10 it wasn't a picture book was it no okay yeah there was it wasn't one of those books like because you know some of the movie time books which i've started to really love I've, that's what i look for in op shops now is the, the novelization of the movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. I fucking love it. Um, but you know how some of them have like a picture section in the middle? I'm like, no, yeah. they didn't have that. Okay. <laughs> but it was just like, it was like it was like a really graphic, like I reread it like years later and I'm like, it's really graphic and really um, like, yeah. And I was like, I should not have read that at that age sort of thing. But. <laughs> Do you just watch it, read it alone in your bedroom with your... Yeah, that page is well worn. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we also had Rocky Five. I've, I've actually, well, I think I've watched the first Rocky once. I, I just, uh, you know, the movies just don't do it for me. I just, Stallone... One, one's enough. Yeah. Um, I've, I think if I was going to dip my toe back in that pool, it would probably be going to Creed because I really like the uh, the actor... From, so Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. So if I was going to do it, if I was going to sort of go into Rocky, it'd be, it'd be the Creed series. If you're going to go into Rocky, you wouldn't go into Rocky at all. He's in it. He's a character in it. Is he? He wrote it. Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Uh, why is he always writing films? Apparently, he's so he's a prolific writer. Uh, he, he is. He writes many films, and none of them should have got made. I've never seen Expendables either. No, it's just uh, <laughs> it's too much slow mo and explosions and. And rounding it all off, we've got uh, Child's Play 2, which is just... <laughs> I like the Child's Play movies. I don't know why. I like it when he when he gets really angry and <laughs> just starts swearing. Like, it's... Because, yeah. like, the the special effects were so shitty at the time. It's just got him, like, uh, a scrunched up face. The effect's pretty good for the time, I think. There's a bit where... Have you, seen, hold all, up. Have you seen all of them? Uh, yeah, not all recently, but... This is the one that's got the teacher... And he's like, he's locked it. She throws him in like one of the rooms in, in the school. Yeah, I think I remember this. And he's, ah, you fucking... <laughs> just the way he does it. It's great. His voice is pretty iconic. Yeah. I do and love the, his voice. The ending scene where he just basically gets like completely exploded and melted to shit. And it's just like, ah. Oh. And we'll be talking about him again next year because um, Child's Way 3 came out in 1991. <laughs> just running. And then uh, we did not hear from him again until 2004. Really? Uh, Bride of Chucky. Was it? So that was the fourth one? That's the fourth one. Okay. So I didn't know if there was a four and then Bride of Chucky and then there's Seed of Chucky. Nah, so it goes one, two, three, Bride, Seed, Curse, and then Was there just the a remake. one as well? Yeah. Yeah. And the original guy didn't want any part of it and it's not quite the same. But Audrey Plaza in it, so that's why. Yeah. She does help. I liked it. Uh, and also Misery, which I, look, I, I hadn't seen in ages and I didn't like as much as I, I no, nah, I, I did like it. I think it's just, um, it's one of those movies that I was awaiting all the, all the popular scenes of. Yeah. So I might heard not so much about, it, you know, all about it. And yeah. So I might it. not have been t- paying a, like a heaps of attention to the bits in between. I was just like, oh, I know there's a bit where she's going to smash his feet. And I know there's like, yeah. <laughs> We've been watching, um, Eli Roth's doco series what i don't know <laughs> no one wants to he's he's offensive to the eye he's <laughs> to every sense eli roth is just i think i can taste him <laughs> uh, yeah you can feel his pretension in your bones yeah um he's just terrible but someone in the house loves horror is on shutter uh season one is oh think yeah andy last episode was talking about so yeah yeah um so like it's good it's all right. We just watched the Misery 
not the misery episode, but like he's going through obviously the yeah. different genres and misery. Just Does he have guests on it? Because I think I know the po- there's a podcast of it. I know he's had Tarantino on one of them. He's got endless guests on like every episode. Jack Black's in it. Oh, cool. Yeah, Matt Gawley. No, oh. um, <laughs> it's really weird. Like season one, he's got say ten guests, and they all talk about different movies and different yeah, genres. Yeah. And then season two, he's got some of the same, some new ones, some in like new scenarios, some in like the same seat in the same clothes. But they don't all line up with what they should be there to talk about. Like right. season one, they covered Jennifer's body. Yeah. Um, and I think they had the writer of the movie. Diablo Cody? Yes. Yeah. Um, and then in season two, they've already done Jennifer's body. It's done. But Megan Fox is here now. Oh, okay. Why is she here to talk about the movie that's... Okay. Not in this season. What is she talking about? Just horror films. I can't remember which episode she's on, but she comes and goes. Bill Hader's around before and after it. He's on... Which is fine because you could talk to me about anything, Bill. Yeah, You're yeah. The best. He's, he's on, he's on um, the podcast. That's the, that's the only reason you're about because I, I saw that one of the episodes like he had Bill Hader on. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah. I'll suffer through Eli to get some Hader. <laughs> it, is, it is suffering though when Eli starts... Um, you know, Eli-ing. <laughs> Just Polish- being Eli. Polishing his own sword. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Quentin, I could do without. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I um, I know he's hard to take, but I, I tend to give him a bit of a pass because I like his enthusiasm. I don't like it when he starts getting um snippy at other directors and stuff because I'm just like, ah, oh, like... Yeah. He's just... <laughs> okay, so we're going on to TV. All right, so for TV this month, we had... So, start of the 90s was big on the war on drugs. So, there's like a lot of stuff about... Was it? Yeah, yeah. Is this like, just you watching Law and Order? <laughs> and then, um, so there was like... In America, there was this um, thing called the the old comedy... Uh, the cartoon All, Star, All Stars. And it was like... Um, it was like a bunch of well-known cartoon characters in there. And like a, a, it's, it's all about a story about them encountering a problem with drugs and then showing kids that it's not the way. And in America, they had George Bush, the then president, do the intro. In Ooh. Australia, they thought they wouldn't fly, so they got Bob Hawke to do it. And ah, uh, we're going to. Uh, and I've got to tell you, um, Bob Hawke is listening. Is the, the him and his wife are both sitting on a coat, a, a sofa, and they're looking very, very cozy, and they're doing okay. this intro to a to a children's cartoon show. All right. All right. I'm already so bored. Many of your favourite characters come together in this one cartoon to help you understand that drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch it, then talk about it with mum and dad and the rest of your family and your friends. These are funny characters, but they have a strong My God. and a serious message. <laughs> drugs are not good for you. Who's taking this on board? Unless it's been done out of a shoe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Bob Hawke looks like he was told t- five seconds before they shot that by his assistant saying, it's going to be a cartoon about drugs. Can you talk about it? And he's like, and he's, you can see he's like, ah, oh, these are your favorite cut. What the fuck am I talking yeah. about? <laughs> what child is going to watch that and be like, ah, oh, this old man says I shouldn't do drugs. <laughs> this old All man right. who I've seen skull beer on TV yeah. not, <laughs> not two days beforehand is telling me not to do drugs. Uh, I needed to. I needed to, to, to show that. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> um, Family Matters started. Did I do land? Uh, oh, that's what that show was called. Yes. I always just thought it was called Urkel. Uh, yeah, so if you... Um, I, I watched it a lot. Um, there's, going into the drug and alcohol thing, there is a quite good episode where there is a party on the roof Ooh. of a building and... Urkel does drugs. Urkel drinks. Oh, no. That um, sounds so annoying already. Oh, man, it is. I'm ready um, because, Oh, no, so no, what happens is... Um, so the two sisters in the family... Um, they have a party and they're like, they're, I think like one of their crushes comes along and, um, he says like, oh, this party's pretty boring. Let's pep it up. And he's got, he's got the jacket with the little oh, mini classic. bottles of alcohol. 
and then he he he, he um he spikes the punch, and they all get drunk immediately. No, not everyone. Just guess who guess who's the only oh, one drinks no. the punch. Did I do that? <laughs> so he then does a dance, but then he. Okay. He nearly falls off the roof. Ah, uh, see, alcohol was bad, kids. So could he, have died. Right? Yeah, would he, he have died? Was it? A tall yeah, that's roof? that was the okay, season was it? Yeah. Um, but then at the end, oh man, I'm gonna find this. You gotta watch it. Um, talk about sports. We're gonna cut into sports just quickly. Oh, sports. And I'm gonna find this clip because you gotta watch it. Um, so quite a time for sports, Okay. which I'm going to drag out and hope that we just never come back to Urkel. <laughs> um, you probably didn't notice when I rolled in this morning, this morning. Yeah. It's morning time. We do this in the morning. When you play a game till 4am in the morning. <laughs> you don't know what this, time it is. Is this your, is this your morning? The sun's out. So it's definitely the day. <laughs> um, I was gifted some Leeds United shorts for my birthday recently. I did see that. Yes. Yes. Um, they went unbeaten this month. Just uh, you probably don't care. No, no, no. I, I saw that. I, I well, yeah. I didn't see it, but like you know, I assumed that you're wearing them for a reason. So the way to I, I want to, I want to say it as a coincidence, but I definitely wore them because they're playing tonight and they went unbeaten in November 1990. Yeah. Um, Sonics didn't have a good month. The Seahawks won a game. That was exciting. Oh, That's, Seattle. Uh, NFL. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've gone into that <laughs> I <know>. yet. <laughs> okay. Um, the women's handball championship happened. Um, get this the USSR defeated Yugoslavia remember those countries ah yeah not not so much anymore no yeah weird those two that doesn't make that sentence doesn't make sense (laughs) Um, there's New York Marathon uh, and the Australian Grand Prix I just kind of trailed off there I got a bit disinterested (laughs) after Leeds were unbeaten it was all downhill well Back into trash. Quick ball. <laughs> Firstly, I want to say because I, 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 um, you, there's a. Show oh you wait, sh- we didn't mention wrestling. That probably happened. Yeah. Sorry. Back into Urkel. Um, <laughs> that all happened and it was totally real. I'm yep. sure there was matches where things happened. Yep. Um, <laughs> sorry, Andy. So there's a show on YouTube you should catch called a very special episode where it's, it basically just goes through all those 80s and 90s uh, sitcoms and those. On a very special Bailey Matters. We're oh, going to be God. Yeah. It's so good. It is so good. So I'm going to show you Drunk Urkel. Firstly, they're no good, these guys. So he's not drunk yet? Oh, he's a little baby. What did he just call him? Buckner. Ah, oh, I thought he said Fuckner. Oh, God. I need more sleep. No, Steve, don't. Don't drink it. No, I know. This coke's gone bad. What is this, mango? We'll pause. We'll, we'll forge ahead. Please do. Ah, <laughs> oh, so he doesn't get drunk immediately. He's turned into Michael Scott. (laughs) I feel like you're actually enjoying this as well. I think I like... Yeah, so there's a bit where... He falls off the roof. I'm sure he falls off the roof. He falls or he almost falls? Oh, yeah, here it is. Kids, don't do... Don't drink, because you will get up... So is he dancing? Okay, still dancing. dancing on the side... Oh. Just asking for trouble. Careful, Steve. Steve, what are you doing? Everyone's standing like ten meters away from him. Yep. Oh no! What happened? Drink. He is hanging from the building. Oh shit! Is that what that line's from? Nah, it's from a. Um, okay, good. It's from a TV show, but or from a commercial. I'm sorry. Yeah. But that was all amazing. <laughs> you should be very sorry. I apologize to everyone that's never going to come back to the podcast. Uh, watch Family Matters. It's amazing. No. It's so good. 
Uh, did you actually watch that recently? Do you remember all of that from when you were a kid? I watched the recap on a very special episode. That I, uh, when I was watching it, I'm like, I remember this episode like so much. I don't remember any of it. They've started putting Saved by the Bell on um, Stan too, and I'm like, I remember all these so much. Oh, no. There's one of those where That like, means you're watching them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't know how you managed to watch 366 films this year with yeah. all the other garbage that you watch. It's a, it's an effort. <laughs> garbage seems a bit mean. Um, nah, garbage. <laughs> nope, I've lost my place. <laughs> um... Uh, is there more TV still? There's more TV. I feel like we spent a lot of time on Family Matters. Yeah. Well, can you spend too much time on Family Matters? Yeah, because I'm sure there was... I didn't write any TV shows down, but I'm sure something better happened. All right, so Family Matters is awesome. Just put it to bed. Um, Chris Farley, Tim Meadows, Chris Rock. Actually, I should do this in the SNL. Chris Farley! No, that's not bad. Tim Meadows, Chris Rock, Adam Sandler, Rob Schneider... Julia Sweeney joined SNL. One woman joined. Yes. And like five dudes. <laughs> That's a pretty yeah. good for them, actually. Um, yes, this is the uh, the start of the Schneider years. <laughs> and also, we should, no, we should actually say that the Meadows years, because he, he stuck around for a decade. Did long. Schneider stay for long? I he, don't even remember him being He left there. it in the late 90s. Really? Yeah, I think it was about three or four seasons. Uh, and then Farley... I think he left just before he passed away. Yeah. Sandler was around the set the same. Chris Rock didn't hang around for long either. So I think um, Tim Meadows and Julie Smith were the longer longer running ones. But we're getting into the good years because I think Mike Myers and Danny Carvey just left. And that's good? I thought that was bad. Mm, the late 80s SNL got pretty Why, bad. I thought Myers, Carvey and Sandler all overlapped. Yeah, but not for long. I think they okay. left. Well, that, yeah, maybe they were just about and to leave. And Farley overlapped with them as well. I, I don't think like Mike Myers was down there for like, like as soon as Wayne's World hit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, which was like 92. So yeah, they probably got a couple more years on. Yeah. Uh, so we also had The Simpsons. So last month we've covered that the season two had started. Uh, so we are on to... I two- remember season two starting. Where was I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, watching Leeds apparently. Yeah, probably. Uh, two cars in every gar- garage and three eyes on every fish. Uh, Dancing Homer, Dead Putting Society, and Bart vs. Thanksgiving. Good episodes. Yeah. This Dan- is Dancing Homer still a classic. I do enjoy Dancing Homer. For God's sake, put some pants on. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes our dog looks like the Capital City goofball. <laughs> um, and then we... Uh, so yeah, I think... Um, Throughout well, Fish, I wasn't a fan. No, it's good. It was, it was the one with... Um, the Throughout Fish. Yeah, but like Mr. Burns runs for mayor. Mm. It's know. so good. The bit where he has to take a bite at the end and he spits it out. Yeah. Um, it was one of those episodes that never... I didn't love it as a kid and it just never got better. I was talking to Andy about it on the last episode that I liked that this is the season um, where they fleshed out some of the characters. So my favourite character of all time on Simpsons is Mr. Burns. And these this, these seasons coming up are like prime Mr. Burns. Yeah. Like when he hits Bart with his car and like... So the three-eyed fish, I think, um, he gets drunk in the. F- <laughs> they could be Al. It was Al all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure exactly when the Conan years start, but I feel like Conan took Mr. Burns to a new level. Yeah, he's the one that started. Um, he's the one that came up with the hoi hoi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dancing yes. Homer, um, as for great. Um, Dead Punning Society was one of my all-time favorites. Uh, it's just. You wear your wife's best Sunday dress, and I wear my wife's best Sunday dress. <laughs> uh, I can't and, believe he's enjoying it. And we didn't actually have it last... Um, I forgot to do it last uh, um, episode. Um, the first Treehouse of Horror aired uh, on um, <sighs> Simpsons. So the ball, Paul. I did drop the ball, yeah. So that was the one with... The first... Because they didn't have one in season one, did they? So the, No, the first... they had the cursed house. So when they go oh, into the... Oh, yeah, the bleeding walls and the... Uh, they're abducted by aliens... Mm. And then um, the Raven, which oh, yeah. is possibly like one of the most famous ones of all time, but not one of the best. No, but the but thing is, good. like that was the one that, like, and this is what we talk about when, like, today's, like, like today's kids won't ever get like a current TV show talking to them about Edgar Allan Poe. Like, no other kids show Does was doing that. Talk at time. about Poe anymore? No, no, but like, it's, it was just kind of weird at the time that, like, <laughs> that, that the Simpsons creators had had enough. 
respect for their audience that they're like we're gonna throw this in here it's like a really obscure reference but wait you're gonna quote it because homer's gonna like try and like bash a crow (laughs) but then growing up as like a five six year old it didn't seem obscure because of the simpsons reference it yeah you think it's like mainstream media yeah but it's just like it was was a chance that like you know there weren't people used to sort of judge the simpsons as like oh it's just that cartoon show for kids but it's like it had lots so much respect for their viewers yeah um yeah, so I, and then um, Bart versus Thanksgiving uh, <laughs> is one of the best ones. Um, Refresh me on this one. It's when he ruins Thanksgiving. He, um, Lisa makes a centerpiece and then he um, he ruins it. And then um, Marge says, you've ruined Thanksgiving, so he runs away. And it's when Santa's little helper gets um, Mr. Burns, uh, doesn't uh, he, adopt I, him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah because uh, he has that fat old dog that he needs to replace yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's like, i don't remember what it's bagged it's first hippie <laughs> um yeah so uh but it's got the bit where <laughs> homer's dancing um homer's driving down and they got the half fun show and it's that so do da do da do da do da dancing 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 fucking love that bit uh, and um and Bart says that the flames like come on snipers where are you? Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, I love it. I should have uh, watched these. What was I doing? Oh, I know what I was doing. <laughs> you know what you were doing. Yeah. So yeah, that rounds out TV. Um, it's getting uh, this is if this is any indication, it's just gonna get better and better because like there's gonna be some more more and more classic episodes of our favorite shows. I think it's December though. I feel like December a lot of things kind of close up. No, nah, it's still a couple more. Um, and there's um, Seinfeld's gonna start back up again, and we'll get more shows. I should like um, it, it'll be only shows that have started in the nineties though. So just to sort of what do you mean? Well, like, I'm not going to go like, I really like Cheers, but I'm not going to like cover like every episode of Cheers at like, okay, because that started in the 80s. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not going to delve that hard into Seinfeld Simpsons because everyone knows, but you know, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll keep it's, touching on them because they're worth yeah. it. And I might even like, I might even be uh, convinced to start looking back at Friends when that comes around. I think we'll have to have a look at Friends, but I don't know how much we'll look at it when we rediscover that. <laughs> not <laughs> how much what we'll we thought want it was. To. Uh, so going on to music. All right. So earlier this season, you might have remember that Millie Vanilli won an Emmy. Oh yeah, we're back and this here is, again. <laughs> and this is the month that it was taken away from them because they have been lip syncing. Uh, the Emmy was voided, um, but there's. Uh, Did they not just give it to the person that actually sang the song? Wouldn't that be the fair thing to do? Oh, I think because it was just such a, like a black mark on everyone, they were just like, "Oh, fuck it, like, let's take away." Yeah. But there's like there's, there's there's competing reports of whether the the academy took it back or whether Millie Vanilli actually returned it. Oh, so we're not sure. Like, I don't think they have it anymore. But yeah, I think I don't know whether they like knocked down the door <laughs> to go grab it from their cold dead hands. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I would a hundred percent just keep it. <laughs> I put the effort in. Yeah, which was none. Or uh, just drop it off a balcony. <laughs> yeah, Grammy. Uh, yeah, so it's um, look, and I, I, I mean, I, I, I don't really remember Millie Vanilli. But like the thing is, and this is like the legacy, and like what's how sort of messed up it is. I cannot probably re- think of a Millie Vanilli song, but I can tell you that they lip synced. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm quite sure, because I would have looked into this at some point that they did carry on and they did have songs after this. Right, they did attempt to come back. I know they did, but. We'll keep an eye on Didn't them. Didn't care enough to remember it. We're watching you. Mm, we're not. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just pull up the Justify My Love song for Madonna because there was quite a... Oh. Um, are you getting the lyrics or are you getting... The actual video. I'm just going to show you parts of it because like, it's um, this video caused quite the controversy. Am Madonna. I old enough to see it? <laughs> Do you remember it? Well, it's pretty blurry at the moment, so... She's going into a hotel room. Back when Madonna had to carry her own bags. (laughs) See? So is that a man or a woman laying on top of her? I'm not sure. Okay. The thing is... I'm not sure what's... 
what's the problem here? She's kissing someone. It's kind of like the Miley Cyrus, you know that Miley Cyrus clip where it's just her and her friends hanging out and it's, it looks like they're just about to have an orgy. Like it's just like, it's pretty tame by descent, but it's actually not tame. Like, like that's pretty, this is pretty much like a softcore porn clip. Uh, I guess. Um, I mean, it's no different to what two men do in the private of their own home. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, so you justify my love. Have a go. It's pretty steamy. Give oh. it, yeah. Um, but the thing is, I the song is horrible. Like, it's basically just a beat and her just like, not even singing. Like, she's basically just talking over the top of it. Yeah, when you kept skipping through, I feel like the song never really changed. Or no. <laughs> it was just like... Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of, lot of controversy over that one. We also had some releases from... Actually, I'm going to check the... Everyone from uh, Kali Minaguo that I considered listening to and then I apparently just forgot. Why? Uh, I don't know, 1990 Kylie. So in America, the... uh, Just the charts. The charts was Ice Ice Baby. Mm. And then we also have uh, Love Takes Time by um, Mariah Carey. That was on there for three weeks. Um, Apparently she's like... uh, She's got a biography out and it's like... She's got a very sad story. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I want to actually look into that. So, it's um because on the that podcast I was listening to the sixty songs that defined oh, what yeah. that made the nineties. They did um her Christmas song, the All I Want for Christmas Is You, yep. but they gave like a little bit of a backstory and like yeah, like just had some. I always felt like her and Fran Drescher had a similar path for some reason. I yeah, don't know yeah, why. I think it's um it's it's got a bit of, bit of tragedy and a bit of like um trauma in there. Uh, in Australia, we had the jukebox in Siberia by Skyhooks. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, we had Grooves in the Heart by D-Light, which everyone knows that I love Grooves in the Heart. Was that... Did we cover that or has that we just that been up there of, for a while? We did that in one of the minis. Okay, everything's blurred together now. I don't know where I am. Um, and unfortunately, for this month, for the end of this month and all of December... Oh. Um, this is how... St- stupid Australians are sometimes is that if they have we've got this huge movie mm. and from this movie we're going to take a movie from a, a song that was in the 1960s and put it at the top of Australian charts for like weeks and this is pre-Spotify people had to go out and physically buy this song how much did the Righteous Brothers get in those like in the end of 1990 like in royalties and stuff like that. Hopefully, a lot. Because that would have been on like charts. Like it would have been on like not even like old time radio, but like new radio. Like yeah. Imagine that segued in between like that and um. Well, you know, I'll t- <laughs> right now uh, by the rhythm of love by Kyle Kyle Minogue. It's yeah. like we're gonna do Kyle Minogue, <laughs> and then shoehorn in um the Righteous Brothers. It's just so stupid. I feel like it's. I, I'm not going to use their name in here. Um, it's justified because like so many groups and bands in the like 50s, 60s, 70s would have got no money. They'd have like this huge hit and they'd get nothing out of it. Yeah. But just like the fame and notoriety forever. So hopefully they got some good coin out of this. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I, I think... Because um, that song's amazing and it's been just rammed into the ground. I'm not going mean, I'm not, I'm not to trash it because I think well, it's one of my mum's favorite songs too, but like... Yeah, and I your just, mum listens to this every week. Probably. <laughs> oh, Tiger, what are you doing? <laughs> She'll listen to it when you put it on cassette. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send it to her phone. <laughs> it won't, your voice won't stop. <laughs> uh, we also had uh, releases by Buffalo Tom, one of my favorite bands. Bird Brains, one of their sort of punkier ones. Hell's Ditched by the Pogues. Um, this is at the decline of the career. Um, had a couple of good songs in there. Um, Crazy World by the Scorpions. Mm. I just wanted to like. Have you? Have I told you about that podcast about the Scorpion song? Um. Uh, that they the CIA wrote and was like psychic warfare. The CIA wrote a song and gave it to Scorpion. Yeah, it's that. Um, Winds of Change. What was the point for this? So like it was. Um, the Scorpions were German, and they. Um, oh, I don't know that. They. They were so the CIA wanted to, um, it was all to do with like the Eastern Bloc and the communists and all that stuff. So, like, there's there's a podcast that basically breaks down the song 
and says that like all the lyrics are basically to um incite people to drop communism and like return like and try and get germany back together and it's um yeah if you ever if you ever get a chance the Windsor chains podcast it's really really good really cool you know i recently found out that um i think great danes are german and not actually danish really yeah so it's great german yeah i guess <laughs> so they should change or great, the name. Germ. Great, germ. great germ great uh we also had uh i'm your baby tonight by whitney houston uh rhythm of your love by our very own kylie uh i i kind of like kylie i know yeah i've got nothing specifically against her i just and it had this awesome song there's just so many pop albums in the 90s i love this song is it derude (laughs) (laughs) better devil you know that sounds like a song that I've made and tried to send you to get on the podcast. <laughs> I can't. Nada. Not um, what are we doing tonight? And uh, we also had Back From Hell by Run DMC. Uh, really good album if you like your early 90s hip-hop, as I do. There's a lot of albums coming out. And one of my all-time favorite albums of all time is... Annie DeFranco. <laughs> it is... Uh, if you're ever going to do like a um, the cure, an essay on like you know <laughs> definitive punk of not just the '90s and '80s and stuff, and but of all time, um, against the rain, against the grain by Bad Religion, I've listened to this album probably thousands of times. Is this the one with the good songs on it? Every Bad Religion album has got good songs, but like oh. every one of these songs is good. Me. Um, I love like, and I got so much crap for liking Bad Religion back in the day when I was in punk bands, like. No one liked them. I don't know why, but it, like I find them just so good, just so good. Yeah, I'm not a big punk fan, obviously, but I never had anything against them. Obviously, I didn't listen to them extensively. Yeah, but uh, some good stuff. Um, it was the first. I mean, they, one of the biggest um, hits, "21st Century Digital Boy," um, was first recorded on this album. It will be re-recorded for "Strangers in Fiction," which I think is what the single version's like. But yeah, if you want the probably one of the best punk albums that was ever recorded. Uh, against the grain by Bad Religion, I would definitely. That's recommend. a big call. I'm here to make the big calls. Uh, so yeah. So you're saying essentially that punk peaked in 1990. <laughs> I'm so looking forward to like 90s because that is my that is definitely my my time that I got all my influences for punk. Like I still listen to uh, this morning. I listened to. Uh, my punk playlist and like every one of the songs is probably from the nineties. Like, yeah, it's so good. Well, it's my happy place. The best decade, right? It is. That's why we're doing this. Um, I am sad I didn't actually listen to any DeFranco or the Cure albums because I feel like they probably would have been pretty good. Um, yeah, I think the only DeFranco albums are really good. She, um, I think the next one that comes out is a breakout one, um, which I can't remember the name of, but we'll get to it definitely. Um, and we. You've already done Nevermind, right? I missed that somewhere. <laughs> Nevermind? Yeah, well, that was... Oh, being recorded. No, like it was released by now, wasn't it? No, no that was 91. It was 91. Oh, my God. Sorry. What are you doing here? Um, I just got excited because I'd made a note about a show that they played. Oh, yeah? Um, which I thought... Because we're constantly covering Simpsons and Seinfeld and certain <laughs> topics and sports... Um, and Pearl Jam and briefly Nirvana will be one. You missed out on, uh, it was Mookie Blaylock's first show last month. Yeah, I fucking know. <laughs> I remember when you sent out who was doing what month and I was like, why aren't I in October? And then Laura's like, why aren't I in October? Like, I don't know. Well, it should be in October. Because it's a spoopy month. True. She's your spoopy friend. All right, next October says. Yeah, well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> anyway, I thought it was pretty cool that Nirvana played aneurysm for the first time. Really? Yeah. I thought that was like back in the bleach days, that sort of stuff. But yeah. I suppose bleach did that. at this stage was only last year, like it was eighty nine. Yeah. I thought they wouldn't have been playing that song for at least two years. Yeah. I um because there's two versions of aneurysm, so this is like deep dive Nevada talk. So there's one that's on Incesticide, which is really good, but there's like the B side uh, to it was I think it was supposed to be on Nevermind, I didn't make it, but like it was a slightly rougher version, and I really like it. It's good. It's um, we we had the incesticide conversation, didn't we? About why isn't that a real album? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think 
Yeah, I, I, I think that's my definitive version of aneurysm, like the one that's the, that is the, is the Nevermind outtake. Um, it's a bit sort of, I love it when they got when they got a bit rusty and a bit. Yeah, but it's also so good when it's polished. <laughs> like, um, I should have said as well, they played something in the way for the first time at this show. Really? Like that must have been rough as guts. I love the live versions, and not talking about unplugged, but the live version of something of the way when Dave first like hits those drums into the chorus. Yeah, is amazing. Remember Dave? When he I drummed. heard the new song. I haven't listened to that yet. It's good. Yeah, I'm huh. concerned and hopeful because he said this album's going to be their Let's Dance. That's that's different. I'm he's, on board with that. That's his, that's his thing. He's like, oh, people are gonna people are gonna dance to this one. I'm like, I mean, every album that comes out, he says something ridiculous. Because um, the only thing I've ever seen Foo Fighters do is just get drunk and go, ah! <laughs> just you shut your mouth. <laughs> Everything I want to do is forever. I'm not sure who you're making fun of right now, but I hope that it's not David. <laughs> Or it's Dave. Foo Fighters fans. Okay. Oh, you can make fun of them. I thought you were making fun of David Bowie. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, that was um, Everlong. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I thought you were doing China Girl. I, re- <laughs> I remember distinctly. Did someone spike your water? Can I? Um, so, oh, sorry, I'll just do one more story and we'll go. So, yeah. we used to go to this place uh, called Mansions, which is like an underground like. Who's pub. we? Uh, me and my friends from high school. Okay. So I was not a part of this. Just after we got out of high school. So, this is like, you know, 2000. For people that know what mansions is, I did not go. It is like an under. It's, it, you have to go downstairs into it. It's like going to the pits of hell. They it was like a really really dodgy club, um, and they had a jukebox uh, that you can just pump money into and just like you know whatever. Um, they did like jar. They did jugs of beer for like seven bucks, which was just. It was probably expensive at the time. No, well, no, it was ridiculous. Like you could you could basically you know, and they did these things called illusions. Look it up. Like they should not. They were doing jugs of illusions for nine dollars, which was just it was suicidal. <laughs> um. So I remember, I went. Me and my friends, if you can believe it, weren't the most like uh, the hunky sort of people you want to be. Like you know, we we, we weren't. We, we knew who, we knew who a we podcast. were. I think that's quite clear. Yeah, yeah. We knew who, <laughs> we knew who, what we were and who we were. But like some of the group, like me, were hopeful that maybe one day we'll get the attention of a lady. And. Maybe. There was one time where I, you know, I, I finally sort of come out of the show. I was like talking to other people and talking to, to a lady. And Uh-oh. my friends, um, Foo Fighters, uh, Monkey Wrench came on. What year is this, by the way? This is really about 2000. Wow. Okay. So Foo Fighters, for some reason, in a, in a club where people are dancing, they put Monkey Wrench on. And Yeah, not very dancey. Nine of my friends of like the whitest sort of boganish looking, well, no, not bogan, but just like they were drunk by the stage. And um, the bit where that one last thing bit. Yep. So all of my friends start singing that bit. Oh. So grossly and, 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 and borderly and stuff like that. And it was one of those things where like I turn around to look at them and then I turn around to look at the girl I was talking to and she's just because <laughs> she knows like guilty by association like they're, they're your dickhead friends and i'm just like oh, i think i need better friends <laughs> oh so that's that's like a fork in the road like do you go and join your friends into the dank well or if, do you, well like... then but the, oh, the, i think what i would have at the time thought like um would have been like well how am i going to explain away the fact that i'm friends with them and like you know say but I'm not like them, baby. <laughs> I mean, and she's like, no, you are. <laughs> Will Hunting's friends are the worst. And he ends up to go see about a girl and it happily ever after. Allegedly. I do not like, look like Matt Damon. <laughs> you, can no. be, you can be like that if you look like Matt Damon. You'd be the uh, curly blonde guy in that film. No. So with that... <laughs> oh, yeah. It's my last one for the year. It is. Oh, that's sad. Well, I mean, apart from the minis. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'll see you in 91, my friend. No, you'll see me in the minis, you just said. Well, apart from that. But I'll see you in, in the main episodes in 1991. Okay. I wonder if there's people that are skipping the minis and just doing the main ones. To those people, fuck see you, you next year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, see you next year. Yeah. And also, fuck you. Yeah. All right. I'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye everybody.
Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at Mild Scribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Relax.